Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're going to talk about the loss of timeline. Imagine if the frog is in the water and you slowly turn up the heat. Well, that's the American public. Um, and you, you can turn that heat up all the way to where the frog literally boils to death and they're totally content. Uh, well, let's look at a couple of things. One, we're going to cover on this talk um, the New York, the psychosis that's going on up there, because this is the test area for all of America. That's right. They have religious exemptions. They have medical exemptions. They wiped out the personal beliefs. But guess what? They just wiped out both of those exemptions. So the state is taking over, and I'm going to give you tools to deal with state authorities when they come for you. And this is not paranoid. This is actually happening. But we got to give a shout-out to Texas. Now, here's a law that uh, was proposed just a few, uh, couple of weeks ago, and it's not going to pass. But the fact that a legislature has actually got common sense in America with all of the psychosis, you've got to give a shout-out to Texas. Now, this is the Texas SB uh, 2350. And I totally recommend you reading this um, because it will be up for a little bit. There is no way it could pass. I mean, I hope it does. Uh, but it literally is administration of certain vaccines prohibited. In fact, a healthcare provider um, may administer a vaccine only if uh, the study that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the vaccine was evaluated for safety and the controlled group received a placebo or va another vaccine or substance approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration based on a study evaluated for safety of that vaccine. Uh, they also say that a provider cannot administer a vaccine unless that vaccine has been evaluated for uh, its ability to cause cancer, to cause potential autoimmune neurologic conditions, and in fact, the studies have to go at least one year. And they have to look at the chemical, pharmacologic, therapeutic, and adverse effects of the vaccine, rate the injury to the vaccine when administered with other vaccines that have been studied and verified. Now, it seems like what they're requesting seems like basic science. And this would be basic science if vaccines were a drug. And in fact, studies would go on years. There would be double-blind placebo-controlled trials. And even then, even after going through all of the drug testing, uh, we know that drugs are on the market for a few years, um, cause damage, and then they're pulled. Well, vaccines are considered biologic, so they're not held to the same standards. This senator is saying, hey, look, um, let's actually hold them to a safety standard because they're not now. Uh, this is State Senator Bob Hall. Bob, if you run for president, man, I'm going to be voting for you. Now, we're going to cover vaccine rates pre-85. And I've got a couple of slides from the Center for Disease Control. So when we talk about the psychosis, are they vaccinated? Are they not? Are herd immunity... Well, in 1985, and this was a very short time ago for, you know, in my world, 
there was no hepatitis B, no HPV, no influenza, no PCV, no rotavirus, no Hib, no varicella, no hepatitis A, and no meningococcal vaccines. All of those were not even existent or required for children. Now, there was DPT, polio, and MMR. However, you're looking at 63 to 53% compliance. That means nearly half of the country didn't have vaccines because they weren't force vaccinated. Now, in 1985, uh, there was no law protecting the uh, vaccine manufacturers. And in fact, it's interesting, uh, the number of lawsuits went from one lawsuit in 1978 to 73 lawsuits in 1984. And it was so damaging because the product was so dangerous that the vaccine manufacturers were making that vaccine companies were going out of business. And you can't have that. So uh, if the vaccine manufacturers go out of business, who's going to fund our government? I mean, obviously, the health of the population comparing now to 85, uh, we're a heck of a lot sicker now. Um, but, you know, let's just look at this. So they passed legislation not to make their products safer, but to um, make the lawsuits more difficult. So we went from 11 vaccines in 1983, and again, none of these were, were required. They all had personal beliefs or religious exemptions. There wasn't the vaccination fren frenzy now, and there wasn't uh, the term anti-vaxxer. However, the law was passed in 86. Instantly, it jumped from 11 to 18 vaccines by 1984. Then it jumped to 54 vaccines in 2015. 2019, it's 72 doses of 17 different vaccines by 18. Now, again, the law was passed in 86 at 11 vaccines. And autism rates back then were 1 in 10,000. And even chronic illness and disease rates back then were about 11 to 12%. Now it's 54%. Uh, so what's the schedule look like coming up? We don't know. Now we get these psychosis, psychotic people that are saying, well, vaccines are not a big moneymaker. And, and the, the vaccine manufacturers are just doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Yes, I'm sure that's true, except when you look at the World Health Organization and they say the global vaccine market is rapidly growing. It went from $5 billion in 2000 to $24 billion in 2013, and the global market projected to rise to $100 billion by 2025. That's six more years from now. It's $100 billion. So we're talking a 20-fold increase okay, in the cost of vaccines in the global market. So this is huge. And the World Health Organization says 120 new products are in the development pipe pipeline. So does that mean our 72 doses will go up to 190 doses? Perhaps. Well, the CDC is also involved in this. They have a total of 56 patents were found to be owned, shared, by one of the members of the ACIP Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices or other commi uh, committees within the CDC. So let's take a look at what's happening now. Okay, um, 
back in New York. And again, New York is just a test case for what's going to be happening to all of America. Holly's Law was passed in 2004 because a, a young girl, five years old, died after the second MMR shot. And the mom said, let's protect other kids. Let's have them get a titer, which means you're looking for antibody responses. This is to protect other children. Uh, so why, why aren't we doing this for every kid? How many children are dying? Is the vaccine protective? Well, let's look at the actual facts. 1987 New England Journal of Medicine said that measles epidemics can occur in secondary schools when more than 99% of the students have been vaccinated. Um, they're saying that it can happen. And in fact, when we look at, I'm going to bring up six different studies, and we're looking between 58 and 99% vaccine coverage, and there were still epidemics. So it's not that they don't work, it's just that it's not working correctly. So if the, max, the measles vaccine is 100% safe and effective, let's look at the Journal of Clinical Microbiology. They say that in 2015, now 2015, California had uh, a measles outbreak in Disneyland. Now this was hyped up by the media to, and all the parents who were signing up, state senate passed it, where there's no more personal beliefs exemptions. Uh, and so well, let's look at the reality there. Well, at this event in 2015, 194 measles virus sequences were obtained. Uh, however, 73 of that 194 were from vaccinations. Now, let's compare this with uh, a study for the National Reference Center for measles, rumps, and rubella in Germany. What they found was only 11 of 542 cases were associated with the vaccine. So we got 73 of 194 measles in this country were associated with the vaccine. And in Germany, only 11 out of 500 were. Are there benefits from getting measles? Absolutely. Um, you're talking, you have reduced risk of Hodgkin's disease, non-Hodgkin's lymphomas, uh, hay fever, eczema, asthma, a decreased cardiovascular disease, and if you get it, you can pass it on to your children. And we know from the American Journal of Epidemiology that since 1978, by vaccinating, we're increasing the incidence of measles in the, um, the vaccinated population. That's right. Injecting the measles, mumps, and rubella protects from measles occurrence temporarily, but it actually weakens the overall immune system response. And this says by 2050, uh, the amount of susceptibles or people that are going to get it from the shot are going to be greater than before the shot. So again, all of this stuff is facts, science, and data. Let's go on the propaganda mission of America. We have uh, uh, the mayor, New York Mayor Bill Blasio, de Blasio. Now, he said, April 9, 2019, all people living in four Brooklyn zip codes to receive the MMR if they don't have proof of immunity or contraindications. So forget the religious exemption. Uh, then we look at... Uh, uh, the governor 
said it could be legally questionable whether to force people to get vaccinated if it violates their religious beliefs. Well, let's see that, because they do have a religious belief exemption. Well, first, let's look at what you can do. So let's say you're living in New York. Let's say you have a belief system that your body is intelligent, designed by God, and you don't require a toxic product that's not efficient. Um, check out the Facebook story, and I'm going to have the link to it by Violet Camilla. So this is what happens when a health officer shows up at your door. And this is happening in Arizona, California, New York. It's happening in almost every state. I doubt if it will happen in Texas because they're allowed to carry guns. Okay, so the, the, the state officer shows up at your door, knocks on your door. Uh, and says, you will be vaccinated or you will face a $1,000 fine. What do you do? You take the $1,000 fine. But then you tell them that you're going to make a legal investigation uh, as to whether a 48-hour notice is within the law to force a medical product or procedure on an unwilling individual. Uh, you will also make a legal record because they're in violation of code federal regulations which guarantees patients free prior informed consent and also the right to refuse any medical procedure or medical research study. And I'm going to have the laws um, available that you could utilize. Also, uh, you will make a record that due to due process clause of the 14th Amendment and the first tenet of the Nuremberg Code states that voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. Uh, you can tell them they can find me now, but expect to refund my money in the future because they're doing something illegal. Now, if they decide to arrest you... Um, Buddy, I'll meet you in jail. We'll get you adjusted. We'll get all of the, the guards adjusted. Uh, and eventually, the prisons will be full. But let's look at this. Okay, it, it's a belief system. Because I've got data for days that shows that the vaccines are not safe. They're not effective. They're actually dangerous. And we have the sickest population the world's ever seen. Let's look at just the religious exemption. Okay, so as of 2005, 54% of the world's population uh, had, had are adherents of the Abrahamic religions. And Abrahamic religions, if you remember Abraham, you know, given, given a son, uh, takes the son up to sacrifice the son, and luckily God um, stopped him and, you know, gave them a, a lamb that was in the bushes. So for to honor Abraham's loyalty, a number of religions were based out of this. Now, they're monotheistic religions, but this is all Jews, Christians, Muslims, and other sects that have that monotheistic belief. They're all the Abrahamic religions. Now, when we look at just Judaism, okay, they say, look, um, it, here's a, a scholar of the, of the Torah. Take utmost care of yourself and guide yourself scrupulously. Uh, and it's a positive mitzvah to remove any obstacle that can pose a danger to life. A mitzvah is a precept or commandment. Uh, I'm going to bring up a number of different quotes from Deuteronomy, from the law, and these are all quotes to protect your life. A number of quotes from the Bible 
okay, that says, look, you're, if there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. Um, take care of your body. When you look at the Journal of Religious Health, um, health-promoting verses as mentioned in the Holy Quran, 28 verses were identified with a focus on diet, nutrition, personal hygiene, alcohol abstention, and the importance of a healthy lifestyle. Now, you could have a belief system that a healthy lifestyle is getting vaccinated. That's okay. You could make an argument that these religions were started thousands of years ago before the modern advent of vaccinations. That's okay, too. That's your belief system. But if you have a belief system that your body is self-healing and self-regulating, don't impose your belief onto me. Allow me to function. So, and again, this has been going on fine for, for centuries where people have not been forced to do a medical procedure. So what happened now? Let's just look at the flu shot. And this is the timeline. Now, the CDC is saying, you know, um, 30,000 people to 60,000 people are dying on the flu every year. Well, that's a lie because the American Lung Association actually keeps stats on that. And going over a 10-year period, it turns out the average is 1,200 people a year die of the flu, about 1,200 people. Now, when we look at the Cochrane database, they searched from 1966 to 2010, looked at the entire um, database, Medline database, and what they found was that it's the relatively uncommon circumstance that the vaccine actually matched the circulating strain, 4% of unvaccinated versus 1% of vaccinated developed symptoms. That means between 96 and 99% of the people did not develop symptoms. And the worst part is it showed that the vaccine can actually cause harm. About 1.6 cases of permanent paralysis uh, per million vaccines. So that's a lot of people getting injured. And what they found was that the review showed reliable evidence that influenza vaccines is thin, but there is evidence of widespread manipulation of conclusions and spurious notoriety of the studies. Uh, that means that the people that run the studies try, sell the product. Vaccines don't worry well, work well at all. Vaccines are being used as an ideologic weapon, Dr. Thomas Jefferson. Now, let's just look at this. So when we look, and in, in I'm going to take you through the timeline, in 2000, now that was you know, 19 years ago, so I can understand people don't remember that, but the CDC expanded the flu shot to all healthy Americans over 50. In 2002, they said all healthy babies, six months to 23 months. 2006, it was all children up to five years old. And then 2006, they also said all healthy pregnant women. So what was causing the increase of this recommendation? Well, there weren't that many deaths. In 2006, out of 300 million Americans, there were 849 influenza deaths. There were no studies on pregnant women and no studies to, to accept this. So what happened in 2007? 2007, the CDC said, okay, all healthy children up to eight. 2008, they said, okay, 
all healthy children up to 18. So you see this every year it was increasing its expanse. Then the government took over. In 2009, Homeland Security, who's a security agency to protect our borders, supposedly, um, said, that's it. We're in charge of any um, pandemic. And back then, the H1N1 um, was coming around. And I don't know if you remember the, the brilliance and eloquence of our leader, well, you know, it goes from bird to bird and bird to pig and pig to bird and bird to human. And, you know, so when we look at this, uh, you know, granted, we haven't had a leader that could speak English for a while. But, but and, I mean, Barack Obama, he's got a great voice. But, you know, the content. Okay, when we look at this psychosis of Homeland Security taking over what's done to your own body, that's crazy. So a number of people rushed to the market to get that swine flu up. And, um, you know, we're going to see that that actually caused damage. Then 2010 hit. And this was annual flu shots for every American, healthy or not, from six months old as long as they're alive to the year of their death. Now, what what's crazy is they started to force vaccinate medical personnel. And if you don't get your vaccine, you had to wear a mask. And that was from 2010 on. Now, there were a number of different trade organizations, nursing organizations that, that fought this. And if you look at the journal, Emerging Infectious Disease Journals, they say that masks don't work well at all. So what was the cause of this? Um, there was no public outcry. Who was running this? Who was causing the entire America to be panicked to go from where only sick people were going to get the flu shot to every person, healthy or not, gets it from six months old to death? This is Julie Gerberding. Now, she was known as the chicken little of the flu. You know, the flu is coming. The flu is coming. She was CDC director, which is one of the largest purchasers of vaccines in the world from 2002 to 2009. So massively expanded the vaccine market during that time. And remember, these are a no-liability product. Luckily, Merck rewarded her when she left the CDC in 2009. They appointed her president of the vaccine division, a $5 billion a year operation. Um, she sold half of her shares for $2.3 million dollars. And she still has a bunch of shares, so she's going to be doing okay. But let's look back at that 2009. Okay, when we look at this, British Columbia suspended that forced swine flu shot because people were actually more likely to catch it. Um, we're going to go over archives of pediatric and adolescent medicine, uh, Lancet, New England Medical Journal, they say that even though the studies show that vaccination rates are increasing, that the flu doesn't actually help. The flu shot doesn't help. <clears throat> well, let's go to 2013 because they changed the flu shot growing lines from just chicken eggs to now it's grown in monkey kidney, dog kidney, aborted human fetal cells, and caterpillar larvae. Now, these are called cell-based flu vaccines. Uh, they came up with the data on how to build a vaccine in neoplastic cell growth. What, what that is, 
it means that you're growing these cells in immortal, or you're growing these vaccines in immortal cell lines. And those are called cancer cells. Now, they felt that the, the good news is that it's easier to produce the vaccine. The bad news is that it can cause cancer. So what they've been doing since 2013 is they're doing post-marketing surveillance. So since everyone is getting forced vaccinated, you have to know if there's an increase in cancer. And there is. There is. We're up to one in two people have cancer, one in three to one in two. So, so there is an increase in cancer rates, and there's two mechanisms that the FDA.gov site can tell you how they're increasing the cancer. But also, we have adjuvants inside of this. Now, in the multi-dose flu shot, there is mercury, thermiosol. There's also aluminum in, in most of the vaccines as well. And we know that aluminum um, actually causes damage. And I'm going to bring up a number of articles that talk about aluminum adjuvants are implicated in pediatric vaccines as causal factors for autism. Uh, Hugh Fundenberg, one of the world's premier immunogeneticists, says that if you've had five consecutive flu shots, your risk of Alzheimer's increases tenfold. Uh, we're looking at the small particles of aluminum inside of all of the shots, leaving deposits in the brain. I, I mean, this is crazy. Now, um, I think his name is Russ Larson. I'm going to try and find it. But I got this off of one of our comments on Facebook, and, and it is freaking brilliant. It's called True Informed Consent. Okay, and i got to read this. Here's True Informed Consent. If a parent has read each and every vaccine infert from the manufacturers themselves and pulled up the vaccine ingredient list from the CDC site and checked to see if those ingredients are cancer-causing, and check to see if those ingredients cause autoimmune diseases or brain inflammation and has researched the diseases that acquired, natural, acquired naturally whether or not they can be treated and knows that the MCR-5 and the MWI-38 are aborted baby DNAs in vaccines and knows that vaccines contain DNA from many types of animals and has reviewed the safety studies that injecting foreign DNA is safe. Quote, there are none. And has reviewed safety studies on multiple vaccines given at one time. Quote, there are none. And has reviewed all the injuries, deaths, deaths risks reported by the vaccine manufacturers in their own vaccine inserts. I, it, okay, it goes on for two more pages. Okay, I mean, you could look at and has reviewed the CDC schedule that recommends children get 74 doses of the vaccine and has known the synergistic effects of injecting multiple vaccines that can have on the body, which has never been studied. Um, when you look at this, all of this, this is then informed consent. But informed consent means that you're agreeing to this. The only way to stop this insanity, to stop the overtake of our government, is to disagree with them. In 1914, Schollendorf versus the Society of the New York Hospital. Uh, a woman goes in there for, um, they were going to just look at a fibroid. 
and in 1914, uh, she consented to have them look, not to remove it. When they removed it, she developed gangrene of her arm, and she lost a couple of fingers. Uh, the judgment um, that it said that the plaintiff did not consent constituted medical battery. So we have this law working for us. And let me read the quote from the judge. Every human being of adult years and sound mind has a right to determine what shall be done to his own body. And a surgeon who performs an operation without his patient's consent commits an assault for which he is liable in damages. This is true except in cases of emergency where the patient is unconscious and where it is necessary to operate before consent can be obtained. They've got to get informed consent. So what can you do? Share this information. Share this because you got to figure people do not have memories of 10, 20, 30 years ago. And if you say, look, back in 85, they were getting 11 shots, and now they're getting 72 shots, most people will just say, well, trust the government. Yeah, the government's done a bang-up job so far. So what you can do is get educated. Um, look at the Informed Consent Action Network. Look at um, the Center, uh, the Children's Health Defense Fund. Get with these people. Look at the information. Now, remember, censorship is also going to wipe this out. So copy this stuff on a CD. All my stuff you can copy, please. Um, do not just copy the URL. Copy it so we can spread it out when the censorship comes down. Uh, this is up to us. If Texas is going to take a stand, by God, let's go for it. Yeehaw, remember the Alamo. Let's take a stand right now. Nobody injects anything in you without your consent. Okay, and make sure your consent is not coerced. Make sure you're not doing it to keep a job or to get your kids educated. We draw the line here. We stop this or they will control every aspect of your life. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you. I love you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.